Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop, Let's Talk R&B, and Let's Talk What's Going On in the Community. And debuting over the phone with me on this podcast, I've got Ryan Phillips, author, hockey player, mental health advocate. There's just so much to, in describing you, Ryan. Whew, I'm tired. Donovan, I'm tired. thank you very much. Super grateful to be on the phone here with you. And, uh, you know, during these times, um, you know, I, I really respect you since the day we met. And, uh, you know, uh, having this opportunity to be on, uh, on you know, this for a second time, uh, just uh, it warms my heart, man, because I really respect you. Well, you debuted on the podcast. Uh, you debuted actually on the radio station that I did work at. And I'm still oh, okay. at, right? So, oh, so you know, I'm, pod- I'm straight up podcasting right now, yeah. so maybe I should bust out some rhymes, so like, you know, some super, some super dope hip-hop uh, shit, you know? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think i got to practice for a day or two. Well, you're, debut- <laughs> you're debuting on this podcast now, so what do you call it? It's your debut. How do you feel about that? Uh, so really good, man. You know, um, uh, right now is, uh, you know, it's a real challenging time for a lot of people. Uh, you know, not just economically, but uh, obviously, you know, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, the world is, it's getting flipped upside down. And, um, you know, I was actually in California uh, a couple days before it was like, okay, this is real. You know, this is actually like, this is, you know, something that we got to take serious here. And uh, as I came off the plane, actually, uh, Global uh, stopped me because they wanted to interview. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm not a psychic, I, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, although I've been told that I have those abilities, I think we all do. Uh, you know, it's called intuition. But, uh, you know, I, I project that mental health would be, uh, mental health and addiction would take more lives than that, the actual uh, uh, the COVID pandemic uh, uh, sickness, so to speak, you know, um, and and I'm so many people. I've 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 actually lost a few friends due to due to taking their own lives, uh, addiction issues, and uh, I just had a real good friend of mine uh, last week who lost his 22 year old son due to suicide, who had no symptoms at all, a happy go lucky kid, and uh, just just checked out, you know. Uh, a lot, the, the, the whole isolation thing, especially for an addict or for, you know, for anybody who's just, you know, for a human being getting boxed in is not really, you know, we're supposed to be free. We're, we're like, we're, you know, we're animals, man. Like uh, being boxed in and quarantined is, uh, you know, it's it's literally like right out of a sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, you are a hockey player. You are mental yeah. health, like advocate. And do, you want me to, do you want me to tell you exactly uh, what I am? Yeah, okay. okay. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience on this planet, and through this experience, I've been a professional hockey player, uh, a global speaker. I've uh, done two TED Talks. I've been featured on National Geographic. Uh, I've produced a few films. Um I'm an author, um, yeah, so I've, I've acted in a few TV shows and whatnot, um, 
And, you know, I, I'm very passionate about mental health advocacy. You know, um, I have a daughter who suffers from schizophrenia. And, you know, she's, uh, she's having a hell of a time right now, like, like so many people are. And, you know, if you're not going through something, you know, mentally right now that's challenging, we probably know someone close to us that is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's time to unite. It's time to really be there for each other. And, uh, you know, I, 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 my emotions sometimes are just all over the place. You know, you, you pick up on the energy of other people and, I, I find that people are really showing their true colors through this whole pandemic. You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a time where people should really be binding together and helping each other. And a lot of people are scared and just running away from it and, and, and neglecting, um, you know, people that, that they could help, you know, it's, it's, it's showing that we're all equal is, is what I think. Mm. Uh, that there's nobody's better than anybody else. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened during this pandemic and, you know, um, a, a lot of it is getting o- getting overshadowed by, you know, uh, Mr. Trump down there, down in the U.S. and uh, uh, and the conspiracy theories and whether this is real or fake or whatever. And uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, all we got is is the moment. And I think that we just got to be grateful for you know. Uh, Let's let's hope that this is the beginning of something special when this is all done. That you know, this is a new world that's on the horizon, um, and people maybe they'll start treating people a little nicer. You know, uh, that's 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 what I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. So let's hear about your mental health journey, and then you can yeah. start of how you can give us advice on how our mental health can be in COVID-19 because mental health is on the rise. So let's hear about your journey with mental health. Well, um, I suffered uh, seven diagnosed concussions in hockey and, um, you know, so head trauma obviously uh, affects your whole physiology and uh, and your psyche. And, you know, um, everything's obviously connected. So um, about six, six years ago, I was uh, uh, falsely diagnosed with bipolar. Um, and then at the end of the day, I actually, after I traversed across Canada on my bicycle last summer, advocating mental health awareness, um, it, it came down to post major post-traumatic stress disorder. And, you know, I found out my cortisol levels were through the roof and my hormones were out of whack too. So, um I suffer from PTSD and, you know, I'm uh, a sensitive guy and uh, so I do, uh, you know, I'm up and down like a yo-yo sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down, but uh, when I'm down, it's, uh, you know, the blankets are over my head and I don't want to get out of bed and even the simplest task of even putting a shirt on can be tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now biking, biking across Canada, right? Did you find it bring it brought like improvement to your mental health? What was your mental health like after you accomplished the goal biking across Canada? Well, I have to say that you know it was a challenge that I I was you know ready and willing to pretty like stake my life on. I was like you know. I wanted to do something, you know, bigger than myself for, for the people that are, you know, su- that suffer in, in pain, you know, in silence. Uh, and my mental health before then was, you know, I was kind of, I was, you know, bogging it all down and pushing it all down, not dealing with, you know, 
uh, trauma from the past, uh, you know, just a lot of stuff that I went through in the hockey culture, you know, being an ex-pro uh, hockey player, it's, you know, behind the glamour and the glitz, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people don't talk about, uh, you know, sexual abuse, uh, you know, uh, physical abuse uh, that I sustained from numerous coaches and players, um, you know, uh, addiction issues and whatnot, you know, I'm, I'm a recovered alcoholic, uh, you know, I, I do do, I work a 12 step program and, um, I, I, you know, I, I think I actually had post traumatic bike across Canada, uh, uh, syndrome to be honest with you, because there's thousands of people that were crying on my shoulders telling me about, you know, their journey with, uh, you know, with mental, with their kids, you know, taking their lives or a spouse or something like that. So, um, yeah, it was heavy. It was really heavy, but I was, you know, I, I literally, I, I felt that every day that I was, you know, whether I was doing an interview with the CBC or CTV or Global or whatever, that, you know, I was kind of carrying um, a lot of weight from, you know, our country on my back. And, you know, I, I, was, it was, I was doing it all out of respect and, and, and out of dignity. Mm-hmm. Now, those 12 steps, do you want to give some of those key steps that people can apply to their lives in case they are struggling with their mental health in COVID-19? Well, I mean, step one is we admitted we were powerless over either alcohol or whatever you're addicted to. And for me, you know, I, I, I've, I, I've been powerless over many things in, in many situations throughout my life experience. You know, I've been powerless over relationships, uh, powerless over many things. And, um, you know, at one point, um, you know, uh, you know, I've been off, I've been off alcohol now for almost 15 years. Um, you know, it was just a really extreme lifestyle that I was living where I was, you know, I was drinking and partying every night and, uh, yeah, so it was, you know, going days on end, and I think that attributed to, uh, you know, a lot of, obviously, you know, trauma it's, uh, itself is, uh, you know, just abusing my body with, you know, just uh, toxic, su- toxic substances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, any, other, yeah. any other steps? So step number one you gave, any, that you want to give three more steps? Well, there's there's a lot to cover, and there's with the steps, you know, like you, you can pick up an A book or an or an NA book or a, or a CA book, and you can read through the steps. And people look at the steps from a different, you know, every person's different how they look at it and how they compartmentalize, you know, the twelve steps. Um, but I think that you know, coming to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity is the big one. And, you know, that's letting go absolute and, you know, like allowing a God of your understanding to take charge of your life and saying, you know, what? I'm not in charge. I'm not I'm not I'm not running the show here anymore. You know, there's an infinite power source out there that's, you know, that's guiding me if I allow it to. And, you know, that comes through a lot of meditation and prayer in my life and and gratitude. You know, I think for me, it all comes down to that one word every day is I count my blessings and I just, you know, I'm grateful that I can see, I'm grateful I can hear, I'm grateful that I got good people in my life. I don't have to have a whole lot of great, like people in my life, but just a few good ones, and you're one of them, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That, you know, that I can actually hold close to my heart and, uh, and confide my, my innermost uh, 
my innermost secrets and that sometimes even like the demons that come at me you know like who's kidding who it's uh it's, it's uh you know it's like it's like star wars out there sometimes in the matrix it's like you know the forces of good and the forces of evil and uh it's a battle so battling your mind is not an easy deal you know it's uh it's, it can be very confusing you know we're the only creatures on this planet that are totally unnatural in our environment you know we've built all these we've boxed ourselves in we've created these roads and you know, wonderful inventions and everything, but, you know, the animals, you know, like bears and, and, and horses and whatever and squirrels, you know, they're natural in their environment and we're not. So, <laughs> we, you know, we've, uh, we, we've, kind of, we've done a number on ourselves and I think with, with this whole COVID thing is doing is teaching us a lesson that we all got to level up and start to, uh, you know, take advantage of our, our, our self-sustainable resources and start spreading the wealth you know, people people got to start sharing more and caring more about everybody. We're all connected, in my mind. You know, this, uh, there's been a lot going on with the whole Me Too movement and everything like that, and you know, with the Black Lives Matter, and um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been very heavy. And you know, I truly do believe that you know we're all one. Uh, we're all connected in some way, shape, or form, and all lives matter. All lives matter. It was it was terrible, obviously, what happened to Mr. Floyd there, um, but at the same time, it's uh, yeah, it, as disgusting as it is. You know, the ripple effect of violence that it caused is, was, was just absolutely horrendous. Yes, yes, all lives do matter, but you know, Black Lives Matter, right? We're not disgrunting that all lives don't matter, but you know, Black no. lives do matter, right? I, I, you know what? I, I guess for myself because i've always had a lot of black friends yeah and i never look at them i never looked at my black friends as being black mm -hmm. you know i just I, I grew up and they were just my friends and I, I maybe i got that i learned that from my father because my father had you know most of my most of my dad's friends were uh, of other ethnicities and I, so for, for my just for my for myself um yeah, black lives do goddamn matter. You're damn right they do. And, yeah. you know, they've been black, black people have been persecuted from the time that they came over from Africa and and were slaves in, in, in you know, in the South and all over the States and being hung, in the, hung from the gallows for crying out loud. It's, it's, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it, 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 it disgusts me. It really does. It, 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 hurt, it, it actually hurts me really bad. Um, you know, when I hear uh, about stuff like that going on, it, it makes me so sick to my stomach. But, um, yeah, so, um, I don't know. That's Yeah, it's a sensitive topic. And, uh, we're, you know, we're just, we're, we're human beings, man. They, they, do, they do the same surgery on a black man as they do on a white man or a Chinese man or whatever. So, for a white man to judge a black man or for a Chinese man to ju ju judge a black man or or for any human being to judge another human being really is to me just wrong mm -hmm. we're all human beings but but we bleed differently listeners but we all yes. suffer through certain well nobody it doesn't matter what race you are you're gonna go through stuff in life but it could be different 
for the way a white man might go through something versus I might go through something. But at the end of the day, we're both humans. So that doesn't take anything away, just different skin tones. And we're both human beings at the end of the day. But I wanted to get back and ask you in 2020, what can we do to kind of say, you know what? I need to get my mental health in check. And we've been talking about it. So what do we need to do to get that mental health in check? Because in COVID-19 right now, depression, you're right. There's lots of the COVID-19, Black Lives Matter. People are getting depressed. Lots of people, I think, and this is to be honest with you, COVID-19 is very serious, listeners. But I do believe still there are a lot of people dying of suicide. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's horrendous. Actually, in Vancouver, um, I actually re- recently, I, I, I went off all medication because I was, you know, I, I suffer from, you know, PTSD and depression, and I, I was actually prescribed a, a medication called lithium uh, that was the wrong medication for me. It didn't work. It actually, it, it, it actually had an adverse side effect where it was actually bleeding through my skin like battery acid. Mm. And um, so I got off it, and I started getting, you know, like really, really over emotional. Um, I, I, I guess you know, I humbly say, very empathic. And when that, you know, even when the whole stuff went on with the whole with the Me Too movement, with the whole Black Lives Matter. You know, I, I really hurt through that. You know, it hurt me to actually, like, I, I actually was embarrassed to be a white man for, for, for a minute. You know, I was like, how dare, you know, you know, it was, yeah, it was, I, I, I tried to put myself into a black man's shoes and, and I, and I, and I felt it, you know, and, um, yeah, I, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's it, that, that one's, it's hard, it's hard to, um, really compartmentalized everything because uh, yeah i mean some some days you know like I, I know i get looked at as like you know because i obviously i do a lot of work obviously in the field of mental health um i get looked at like okay he's fine he's happy all the time he's smiling and whatnot and but like don't let instagram fool yeah sometimes you know behind that smile is uh you know, the other day I was bawling my eyes out. You know, I had tears streaming down my face. I, I, I broke down like a little baby. And that's okay. You know, like, it's okay to cry. I think that, you know, having pent-up emotions and having those energy blockages in our in our body, um, you know, like, it's it's a sad state right now, what's going on. You know, like, hey, I, I, I had to go to the bank today, and I, I, I had to wait an hour in line you know, six feet away, away from people. Like it's no one ever thought this was going to happen. There was, there was, I, I was waiting in front of a 91 year old man and he just looked at me and shook his head and he goes, for the love of God, he goes, I never, ever in my life ever would have, he's like, I, I ever would have thought that this would have happened. And he's like, I've lost a lot of my friends during this. They've just, they've, they just, they can't handle it. They haven't been, been out getting active and being able to go for their walks and whatnot. Um, uh, I came into contact with, with one gentleman who got COVID. And so I got the phone call by, by uh, BC Interior Health. And so I had to, I had to self-isolate for 14 days uh, on two occasions uh, during the pandemic. And um, yeah, I mean, 
I just, I mean, I, I, a lot of pacing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, you know, you can only read so many books or draw so many pictures or, re- or watch so much Netflix before you you start, you know, your head starts spinning like a one-legged duck, you know? Yeah. So through all that, how do we remain, like you said, prayer and meditation, but what do you want to tell listeners that they're really well, depressed in COVID-19 and they're having mental health issues, whether their job is gone or there's just a lot of baggage they're dealing with now? Well, I'll tell you, uh, okay, so I, I'm, I'm no better than anybody and my problems are no, are no worse than anybody's problems. It's all perception. But I, I have a daughter who's been in the psych ward 28 times in the last four years, and she's pregnant with a black man's baby right now. So I'm going to be a grandfather actually pretty soon with a half black baby. And so yeah, black lives do fucking matter because my my my, my grand my grandson or my granddaughter is going to be half black, and and I'm proud of that. And anyways, um, how do we deal with this? Okay, well. You, number one, you gotta have faith. You gotta have. You have to have so much faith in yourself that you have to find a routine that works for you. And it's like you gotta, you know, write a gratitude list. Maybe first thing in the morning. Uh, I, I find that like what really uh, helps me with my anxiety is, is when I plug the, my my right nostril and I take really deep breaths out of my out of my left nostril. And, if, and that really calms my, my central nervous system down, which actually, you know, triggers the anxiety, um, you know, with the fight or flight, with the amygdala in the brain. And, um, you know, picking up the phone when we don't want to. You know, during these times, we're having to do things that we don't want to do just to survive. And I want to sur-thrive. I want everybody to sur-thrive, not to sur- survive. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're in an economic upheaval and, you know, jobs have been lost. People are, um, I mean, it's, I, 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 try, I try not to watch the news because it just, it, it, it hurts. It hurt the, it's, you don't know what to believe sometimes too, you know, like the numbers obviously don't lie, but, you know, is the news always the truth? You know, that's the thing too. So um exercise you know if, if you can do yoga uh meditation um i've really got I, i've got into you know uh, i don't know if you ever heard of dr joe dispenza uh but dr joe dispenza is a he's, he's uh, really into brain science and he, if you look him up on the on, he's got probably a hundred plus really great guided meditations on youtube um and you know i'll plug him. when i'm when i'm not plugged in i plug him in and, uh, you know, I, I, somehow his, he has a very soothing voice and he really makes sense of like the brain and why certain things, why you're feeling a certain way. It, he, 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 has, he has the ability, if you really, really listen, to bring you into the present moment where you're like, okay, well, it's okay to not really be okay right now. Even though I don't feel okay, I still am okay. And if you're breathing... That means you're here. You're still here for a purpose. I really firmly believe that. You know, if you're here and you're breathing, you're here and you're you, you're here for a purpose. You know, you know, it's I, it's even the experts, Donovan, don't even really know how to deal with this yet. You know, that's the thing. You know, uh, I think 
I don't know if I mentioned it, but you know, uh, antidepressants are up almost fifty percent in Vancouver alone right now. I, I was told by my pharmacist. Wow. Um, yeah, I just started a new antidepressant last week called Abilify, a very simple dose, uh, because my moods were like literally. I was, um, you know, I'm a I'm a big teddy bear, I guess. You know, um, but. Uh, and, and, and my empathy just goes goes out to every. I'm, you feel when 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 fear is rippling through the through through the ether, so to speak. When everybody's living in fear, obviously, what are you going to pick up on? You know, like our our minds are like radio signals, pretty much, right? It's like, so, what are you going to be picking up on? Fear, and um, you know, we're living in a fear. Kind of, we are. I mean, who's kidding? Who? We're living in a fear fear based society right now. That's kind of what's going on. And there's got to be some changes that are implemented. And, um, you know, I am, just like all of us, I am so looking forward for this, hopefully, to be done soon. You know, like, it's funny because, like, you know, throughout the day, you'll be like, sometimes you forget that it's going on. Like, you, you forget that, like, there is this COVID thing. And then you're like, oh, yeah. It is COVID. I can't go to the movie theater. Oh, yeah. I can't do this. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't shake this person's hand. Or, or I'll try to shake that person's hand, and they'll, um, and they'll say no. And I'm used to, like, trying to, like, you know, I really like to give my happiness in abundance. Like, what makes me happy is seeing other people happy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of misery. Hmm. So, uh throughout this, this whole pandemic it's been really it's, it's shocking it really is sad right how would you rate your mental health now today in 2020 on a scale of one to ten well okay <laughs> my mental strength i would give it 11 out of 10 <laughs> that's my that, that's my mental strength mm-hmm. but my but my mental health i would probably say it's about a four out of ten Okay. Do you, do you yeah. want to explain more? Do I complain more? Is explain that what you said? more. Explain more. Do you want to explain, explain more? more? Is yeah. that I, I feel more. I've been feeling like my the, the feelings. You know, I it's my just so emotional, and I know I'm not the only one because I talk to so many people, and so many people reach out to me, and they're just like I I can't stop crying, and I I don't I'm, like my head feels like it's in a vice grip, and Oh, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And I got no money and I'm broke. And, you know, who's kidding who, man? Like the, like the homeless rate now is climbed like, just like exponentially. It's, it's gone through the roof. Um, you know, people are, people are dying. And, you know, like, uh, I think I was, I was telling you before we got on, on the, on the podcast here, you know, I, I, a friend of mine, uh, whose son, no, no signs whatsoever. Good kid. 22 years old and uh you know he just he just took his life and it was just just a shocker uh i just found out today another guy uh he had eight years of sobriety behind us he was like a a a kind of one of those aa uh an aa god kind of you know one of those guys that works the program you know and sponsored like you know 50 plus men and and he just, uh, he hung himself. He, he drank too much and did a bunch of drugs and uh, relapsed and hung himself. He just couldn't, because addicts isolate. That's what addicts do. Is they, they, they And so when they, 
when we're supposed to be, you know, isolating and it's, and things are getting weird, you know, uh, which this definitely is not, it's not normal, you know, stay inside. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy, man. It's heavy. But then the, isn't that how, how you would struggle with depression though? Because yes. if you're telling me if addicts stay inside, I don't want an addict staying inside to me. I mean, I'm not an addict. And if this sounds ignorant of me, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm an addict, I would never encourage an addict to stay alone. But I would back off if I am coming across an addict where it's very, very heavy. Then I will say to an addict, I'm here for you if you need me. But what's your advice to people that are, because you said you battle with substance and alcohol right now where they are alone, but the substance is killing them. Because when you're alone, that substance is going to take hold of you more, 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 more until you're depressed. Well, yeah, it's, it's an escape from self, right? You know, most addicts are restless, irritable, and discontent if they haven't recovered yet. So, um, you know, their go-to is, is isolation where they they just they can't handle being on their own. So, and they, they can't, they're, they're very uncomfortable in their own skin. And that's the way I used to be. And I'm actually really, I'm very, very blessed where I am right now that there is, there's, there's meetings. They've opened up the rooms now. So... Um, I, I hadn't gone to an AA meeting actually in over a year. Uh, I was actually feeling not too bad, and I've actually gone for the last five days in a row. I've hit an AA meeting first thing in the morning, seven a.m. I'm there. Whether I, I mean, I, I got an hour of sleep last night, but I was still at the AA meeting this morning. You know, I, I don't want to drink. Um, I, I know that if, for me to drink, it, it'll just send me on a downward spiral, and I'll feel even worse, or else it's going to kill me. You know. Um, it's, uh, it's, just, it's, 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 it's cunning, baffling, and powerful. You know, it's like it says in the, there's a, you know, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous or Cocaine Anonymous or Narc- Narcotics Anonymous, you know, cunning, baffling, and powerful. It will, you know, it's a, it's a disease. It's a mental illness that has a contract on your head. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it, it wasn't always that way for me. You know, I used to have a, lo- a lot of fun partying. But then partying turned into, you know, not going out to the nightclubs and raves and big parties in Ibiza and all that kind of stuff and traveling the world and whatever. It was, uh, it, it became where I was, you know, uh, I had to have a drink in the morning sometimes, you know, just to take the edge off, even if, if I slept. Usually I would just go right all the way through the night, you know, drinking and doing, you know, other substances like cocaine or ecstasy, MDMA, whatever, you know, like, um, but, you know, I, I don't have to do that today, but a lot of people are. A lot of young kids are suffering. Just a lot of people are suffering. It's what's, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, dizzy. So, yeah, back to my question, and I'm going to ask again. If, if, for example, if I'm an addict from your experience, and I mean, it yes. may not help, for what's your suggestion to somebody that is battling with the pills, the alcohol, the drugs, and they're in isolation? How do they come well, out of that from your... Well, there's, there's a lot of Zoom meetings that they're having right now. Um, so, a lot, you know, I, like I said, I'm very lucky that there is meetings that I can go to and uh, that, are, you know, in the rooms that are that are open. But I know in Vancouver, there is no meetings. You know, it's a big city and people are taking all precautions. I live in a small city right now that's, you know, quite... Uh, it's, 
you know, about five hours away from Vancouver. So um, people are, it's, it's not as, um, it's, 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 it's kind of under control where I am right now. And, um, but, you know, in the big cities where people can't go to meetings, they're having to get on, on Zoom, Zoom meetings uh, with people. And, but that's tough, you know, like virtual meetings, like, you know, human beings, we, we need human connection. We need to be around other humans, you know, like we need conversation. We need, we need to, to feel loved. And if we're, you know, it's all about love, man. If we're not, and if we don't love ourselves, then what? You know, we start feeling bad about ourselves, start beating ourselves up. Then the domino effect usually leads into something pretty serious that, you know, um, can lead to suicide. Yeah, yeah. And we do, Ryan's right, we do need each other. So I guess for those that are battling, and this is all seriousness, I mean, try to reach out. For a zoom meeting if you can now not everybody who's addicted to substances they're not going to want to reach out so my yours what would be yours if they don't do zoom meetings can they what can they do i mean i don't want them to stay on the pills stay on the booze stay on the weed although the weed could be real good sometimes but if it's if it's mixed up with certain things that ain't that good well, that, that's the thing is, you know, it depends because, you know, there's obviously all kinds of different stuff. I'm, I'm not anti-marijuana at all. Um, you know, I'm pro-cannabis for sure um, if it's in a therapeutic way. You know, if you're abusing it and it's, and it's turning your brain into mush and you can't think straight, then, you know, uh, it's probably the worst thing for you in the world. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that... You know, uh, they're very high functioning when they smoke marijuana. So, you know, there's a, I bet, I bet you there's a, there's been a lot of real good books that have been written in the last four months. You know, with people that are actually okay with just being at home and uh, you know typing away on a computer and you know, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of people that, that they're okay with it. But you know, we're, we're we're different, but we're the same. You know, there's. There's so many different uh, angles to tackle this. I mean, I, I talked to my psychiatrist today, and you know, the first thing he said to me is like, "Are are you okay? You know, like, are, how are you?" I, that's the first thing I said to him. I, I, sometimes I think I'm the psychiatrist with him. I've known him for so long, and I really care about him too. He's not just my psychiatrist; he's my friend, and he's even going. He, he's having a go as well. His. Uh, and at the same time, it's breaking his heart that he's having to write, you know, triple and quadruple amount of prescriptions, prescription drugs that uh, can be very harmful for the, for, the, for the human body because a lot of these uh, medications that are prescribed have to be counterbalanced uh, with another medication. You know, one doesn't, one isn't working. So, you, in order for that one to work, you have to have a different compound or chemical that's going to trigger that other chemical to work. So your brain is, you know, gets you know centered into homeostasis. And homeostasis is when the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of the brain are working in unison. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, microdosing psilocybin now is a big thing. That's the new hot trend is, uh, you know, it's been proven now that uh, mushrooms, which is psilocybin, um, they actually create new neural pathways in the brain. And uh, so the government actually is looking into actually uh, legalizing psilocybin mushrooms for therapeutic use um, in the next year or so here. Uh, expect to see it being uh, legalized. 
and not the mushrooms you eat, listeners. Okay. No, we're ta- we're ta- we're talking the magic ones that <laughs> the uh, you know, go- golden teachers, Amazonians, and whatnot. If you look up Terrence McKenna and uh, Ter- Terrence McKenna's uh, hero's journey, uh, it's it's actually a, it's a, it's a mega dose that actually can help uh, reset your brain because we actually you know we operate we want to be operating from our conscious mind. But the thing is, is our subconscious mind is 10,000, it's been proven, 10,000 times more powerful than our conscious mind. Because every single thought, every single life experience that we have on this planet has been recorded into our subconscious mind, whether it be how we perceive as good or bad. You know, for some people, certain things they think are good and other people think are bad. It's all a perception or a projection, right? So um, it, it's, it comes down to one word. Mental illness is complex. Mm-hmm. And so many people are misdiagnosed with, say, whether it be borderline personality, bipolar, bipolar 1, bipolar 2, uh, you know, um, multiple personality disorder i i mean um there's just there's so many different uh mental health issues out there anxiety uh you know manic depression um you know where people have just bursts of energy and then all of a sudden they hit the wall impending doom um yeah it's uh and and you see it you know i i really try to I mean, you, you got, it's 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 kind of one of those things where you can't help anybody else unless you're you're good with yourself, and so it all comes down to the relationship that you have with yourself. And if you're good with you, then you can then you can help somebody else. But number one, right now, is you really got to in a in a in a selfless, selfish way, is you got to really have it's it's all about self care. It is, you know, it's. Uh, you got to take care of yourself, you know, uh, with, you know, eating right, you know, nutrition plays a big factor with, uh, with mental, mental illnesses, stay hydrated. You know, I, I drink probably three liters of water a day. Uh, I, 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 I pound back a, a, a shit ton of vitamin C, uh, omega threes, uh, uh, fish oils. Um, I, I take another product uh, called, uh, true hope which has about 50 different minerals in it for brain health. And it's, a, it's an essential mineral power, uh, uh, power pill uh, called uh, Empower Plus. Look it up. Um, and it's, you know, you, you don't have to go through a, through a psychiatrist to get that product. You can actually get, just go get it at the drugstore. Um, s- smoothies, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables. Try to stay away from, uh, you know, uh, uh, white bread. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, there's so many factors that play into it, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, the human psyche is, is, is well, I mean, God, it, it, the brain is like an, it's like an intricate piece of machinery. It's, a, it's, a, it's like, a, it's like a supercomputer for crying out loud. And, um, you know, it's, it's the greatest, most undiscovered thing that we have in our body is the human brain. Like we just, we still have not even touched. We haven't even scratched the surface on what the brain can actually do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And just to point out, listeners, you can eat white bread, but just toast that thing dark, okay? Don't eat white yes. bread. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do eat white bread, but I don't eat it heavily. <laughs> what do you call? I eat. A, I I gotta stay away from the rice, but I love vegetables, and I think that's yep. what's keeping me healthy. The vegetables. I love the vegetables. Me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> Lots of broccoli. Uh, you know, I'm opening my fridge right now, and today when I load it up on. Uh, on groceries and as I look in my fridge you know I got uh, I got blueberries for antioxidants I got cilantro which is really high in uh, antioxidants as well uh, great for the immune system lots of greens uh, cucumbers uh, carrots great with uh, for with carotene and whatnot uh, I mean Really, at the end of the day, you know, lots of oatmeal for your, for, you know, you, make, you, know, you want to make sure you get your fiber. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of bananas that contain lots of potassium, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not, you know, into nutrition and, and not, not educated with nutrition at all, mm-hmm. uh, there's a thing called Google. <laughs> Type in Google and say, how, how do I, you know, balance diet. You know, t- type it in. What is a balanced diet? For mental health, what's the what's, what's the best mental health diet I can be on for, say, whatever whatever maybe you've been diagnosed with, and you know there's a lot of people that that had zero mental health issues, and now through this virus that's gone on, now they're suffering tremendously, and they're just in shock. They're like, oh my god, uh, this is what anxiety is. This is what depression's like. Oh my god, I, and you know I've had so many people reach out to me about that. And um, it's hard for me to explain to them because, you know, I feel how I feel. Uh, I, I, I kind of get it, you know, sometimes. But, in, you know, it's, it's, it's like the old saying going, it goes. It's like allowing the misunderstood to be, mis- to, to be understood. You know, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a tough one, buddy. It's a tough one. Tough, 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 tough. Now, okay, let's get back. You were a hockey player, right? I want you to speak to the hockey players, upcoming hockey players that have mental health issues. What do you want to say from them, from Ryan Phillips? Because you were a former hockey player. What do you want to give the hockey players advice who are struggling with mental health right now? Well... That's a really good question. Um, you know, obviously, uh, pro, uh, pro athletes have so much pressure on them uh, because they're get, they're obviously getting paid to do what they what, what they what they're doing, and they're a commodity. They're not just a human being out there. People got to realize that you know um, that that LeBron James. Is, is not just LeBron. He's not. He's LeBron James. He's, he's not. They, they associate. He's not just Le, Le, basketball. Is just something that he does for a living. But he's LeBron James, a person. And so, just because the, you know, we, we put a lot of these celebrities and athletes up on a pedestal. It's it's what they do and who they are are two separate entities. And you know, they feel and being in the spotlight. How how a lot of these guys are must be even harder for their mental health because they're, they're, they're the ones that are being looked at and the, and the pressure cooker is on them to perform. And now that sports is coming back, I mean, it's got to be kind of weird even. I mean, I was watching, I, I don't watch a lot of hockey anymore, even though I'm an ex-professional hockey player. 
Um, you know, I had a lot of uh, negative experiences in the game um, due with abuse and, you know, um, uh, hazing and, uh, you know, that all played into my post-traumatic stress disorder big time, you know, getting urinated on and uh, to- toothpaste in the hair and, you know, thrown naked in the back of the bus with eight other guys with all, my, uh, all our clothes taped together, uh, not being able to leave the bathroom until, our, until we had our, our right clothes on having to run around the ferry lineup uh, naked, you know, all kind, and, you know, the coaches would get off on this kind of stuff too. It was disgusting. Um, so there's, yeah, there's, there's so many variables that play into it, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's, we, we lit like life is difficult, you know, uh, and it's through the, it's, it's through the suffering that we just have to try to, we have to do our best to try to smile through the, through the pain sometimes. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to hurt some days, some days, some days are going to hurt more than others. Uh, some days we're going to be in the flow and some days we're going to be stuck in the snow. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> It's so, what it is. So I'm okay. So let me pretend. Let me use another example for my question. Mm. I'm Craig, right? I'm a white boy. I'm six foot two. I huh? what do you call it? I come to USA. What's the best advice you can give me? I'm gonna be in this pro professional hockey. You know, I'm gonna do this professionally. What would you tell me? to look out for because you've been through a hell of a lot of experiences yes in hockey so what would you tell me and let's say i'm 19 or 20 and i'm craig i would say number one be ready be ready for uh, a, a lot of pressure be ready to, for you know uh, they, 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 there's a, they have a nickname for the nhl it's called the, the never home league so it's going to be pretty hard for the wives too. Um, you know, all that travel, you know, you're on a plane and you, I remember when I was playing, it's like, uh, you wake up, you don't even know where you are half the time. <laughs> oh, we're here. <laughs> I, 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 I got to get up now cause I got to go play a game. Oh, oh, I'm in this city tomorrow night. Oh, like it's, and, and you know, life moves fast as it is. And it's a fast-paced game, and you know concussions obviously are uh, on the leading edge of the topics right now. You know, obviously, you know trauma to the head. So uh, you know, I think number one is is being very aware out there when you know, uh, as far as you know, uh, sustaining uh, trauma to the body. You know, because. Who's kidding? Who? When you're flying out, flying around uh, out on the ice at 30 kilometers an hour, and you, and you get an elbow to the head or get smashed into the boards, um, you know it's a game that takes no prisoners. It really is football, hockey, um, you, you know all those high impact sports. There's they're uh, they're they're hard. They're tough, man. There's yeah, they're no joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I have another question from Matthew mm-hmm. saying. Do you still teach, like, do you still get yourself involved with a little bit of hockey? I know you don't watch it. Like, if there was any community. I do. Okay. In the past, yeah. in the past. Not now due to COVID, but in the past. Okay, what what are you learning, though, today watching the hockey players, Matthew was asking? 
Well, what I do actually is, I mean, I actually speak to a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I, I do a lot of podcasts uh, uh, for hockey, like hockey podcasts. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm also sponsored by a, a brand that has about 30 NHL players. Uh, it's called Ducky, uh, Ducky Apparel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually going to be out in Ontario. I'll be I'll be in Belleville on August 20th. So I have to come and see. And I fly into Toronto on the 19th. Definitely, definitely. Yes, definitely. so that would be great. I'll be able to give you a big hug. Sure. Oh yes, definitely in our stage yeah. three, right? Global I'll, I'll listeners. Make sure I, I'll make sure I wear a mask. <laughs> global <laughs> listeners, just to let you know, global listeners. Toronto is reaching in stage three. I know some of you are still in the very beginning stages, and I don't want to call out names of who that is, but, you know, across the border, y'all know who you are. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. So, okay, so you have the Decky podcast. How is that going? Excuse me? How is the Ducky podcast going? The what do you call? The oh, pod- it's going really well. Yeah, I, I, you know, I did uh, did a Ducky podcast. Uh, you know, it's growing, and you know, they're getting a lot of attention. And I'm not, that's I'm actually going. They're having a big golf tournament in uh, Belleville on the twentieth for three days. It's an event, and uh, so I'll be speaking. And uh, I donated my bike actually that I went across Canada with to the city of Belleville when I was out there this past winter. Uh, before COVID struck, and um, yeah, so I'll be going out to Belleville and playing a little golf, and uh, I think it'll it'll be uh, social distancing golf. <laughs> I got a dislocated shoulder right now, so I don't know how good I'm going to be, but uh, whatever, I, I won't count my strokes mm-hmm. <laughs> since, since 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 they're all different. You can do it. <laughs> um, what do you want? So I wanted to ask you, National Geographics, you want to yes. tell me about the experience, and they're kind of bother- not really bothering you, but they want you to do a TV show. Do you want to talk about that? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know what? I can give you a link that you can actually share with the listeners that because uh, it actually it, – I, 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 if, if I'm correct, it hasn't been shown in North America yet, but I do have a link uh, that I can actually share with you and you sure. can share with the listeners, sure. uh, a private link. Uh, they called me the king of weed uh, back in the day, and uh, so that, you know, they wanted my story, obviously, uh, on Locked Up Abroad. It's a famous show uh, that National Geographic produces, so I flew to London uh, a couple weeks after uh, my, my cycle across Canada. And um, I spent 21 hours uh, in front of a camera, uh, you know, telling him about my days in organized crime. I, uh, you know, I, I was one of the, the driving forces that pioneered the marijuana industry in, in, uh, in our country, uh, which actually has got it to where it is right now, legalization. But, uh, yeah, before legalization, I was sending down, you know, thousands of pounds a month of um, high-grade BC bud marijuana down to... New York and LA and Chicago and uh, you know making millions and millions of dollars and uh, you know that came to a halt. I uh, went to prison for over 500 days into a federal penitentiary without seeing the light of day for over 500 days and uh, yeah, that was a tough one too, man. You know, uh, having my freedom taken away from me was uh, was very tough. You know, your freedom is very sacred and. Um, 
I actually, uh, I was let, uh, you know, uh, I hope I don't offend anybody out there with the Me Too movement, but I was very close to, I was one of the brothers in there. Uh, I, 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 was the, I think I was, I was the only white guy on the basketball court. Uh, I love basketball, uh, probably more than I love hockey. And so uh, all, the, all the black guys in there, they love me uh, they, they, because they, I, I know all the Tupac songs off my heart, off my heart and, and this is I, I was in prison in the year 2000, so I was spitting out Tupac and Biggie nonstop with with the boys, and uh, you know they'd come and grab me and Phil dog, Phil dog, let's go play some ball. Are we balling tonight? Are we balling? So you know my uh, my sense of humor and my love of rap, I think, uh, <laughs> got me through prison. <laughs> and that's why listeners, he loves me because he knows. Every time I'm posting, I'm posting about hip hop. So that's why Love he it. follows me. Yeah. <laughs> all eyes on me. All eyes on me. <laughs> all right. So what do you the fans want? are watching? <laughs> what do you want to tell? Uh, what do you want to tell the listeners globally? What do you want to tell them? The listeners globally. It. I just. I say have empathy to every single human being out there right now. We don't know what's going on in, inside. We, we don't know how, you know, everybody's fighting their own internal battles. Every single one of us is going through something. So I think this is a time really to bind together, bind it together as one, and not just say it, actually do it and prove it by action, not just words. Enough words. People Talk is cheap. You know, like it's more, 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 we need to have passion, practicing compassion. Right. That's what I believe is that we need to have compassion, more compassion for, for others. You know, like we're, we're on a big sphere, we're on a big ball that's, you know, ripping around the sun and at an inconceivably high rate of, of goddamn lightning speed. And so... Why wouldn't we just, why can't we just get along? <laughs> you know, in the words of Rodney King, why can't we just get along? Yeah, why can't we just get along? But, ah, uh, are we there yet or no? Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. You know, cannabis, I think, you know, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, the United States, obviously, we all know what's going on down there. It's, it's, it's turbulent. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we got it pretty good in Canada. It's, it's not as bad. And, um, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, the United States can, you know, kind of pull their heads out of their butts, especially, you know, I, I, it, it makes me sick even hearing that, that word white power, you know, is uh, to me is just a disgusting word. I, I believe that every human being has, has is a powerful creature on this unit in this universe, and we're all brothers and sisters. I mean, you know, even no borders, man. Like, you know, it's like we're all like it's, this is this is a time where we really need to just come together. And if we don't, we're we're just going to be in more trouble, and it's just going to keep perpetuating. 
right, all right. Well, I mean, it is bad here, too, in Canada. It may not be as bad a, as the States. I hate when a lot of people... But it's bad. Canada, the racism is bad, but... It is, yeah, even with the natives. You know, I'm, I'm very close. Uh, you know, my first girlfriend was uh, Aboriginal, and I lived on the Indian Reserve. And uh, my nickname is uh, Spirit Bear <laughs> on, on the Indian Reserve. I go to, you know, I go to the sweat lodges and the drumming circles and whatnot. And uh, so, you know, so the Aboriginals here, that you know, they take a lot of uh, racism. And uh, but I don't know. I, I just, yeah, it's, it's. I think out east, um, you know, there's more people out in Toronto than there is in, in BC, uh, in Vancouver especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more black people in in, uh, in Ontario than there is in BC. Yeah. And um, so, it, I, you know, you guys are like the closest thing to New York uh, in as, as far as like, you know, you're, you guys... Toronto's like the New York of Canada. You know what I mean? You guys yeah. are almost like, kind of like the center of the world almost. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's worse there than it is here for sure. And, um, I just, I pray that it just gets better and, you know, I pray that it, that it, that it smooths out, but people have their goddamn, you know, bullshit belief systems that, you know, uh, you know, that, <sighs> It's, it's just hard to say even sometimes, you know, I, it, 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 it hurts to watch. It hurts to, it hurts to watch people judge another person for, for the color of their skin, man. Yeah. That, that's, it kills me. It really does. It it's, hurts. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I wish we could all just love each other and, and as equals that's 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 really what i wish the most for everybody is that we just treat just be kind be kind to each other you know like what's we all have emotions we all have feelings and you know i i think we we, the people got to step up you know and if you have a voice use it you know use it and use it for the positive you know, there's too much negativity going on right now, and it seems like a lot of uh, like the negativity is overriding the positive, mm-hmm. and and it's impossible to be on a negative and a positive charge at the same time. So it's it's time to really really start leveling up here and grow up, grow, grow up and realize, you know, who who the who the hell you know people really are. You know, we, we, when we come into this world, we don't choose to be a to be a certain color. You know. No, it's it's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to breathe, and it's a blessing to be black, and it's a blessing to be white. It's a blessing to be Chinese, and it's a blessing blessing to be, you know, Arabic, whatever. And you know, it, it's just like they get they get accused all the time of being the terrorists. I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, if, if we want to go back in history, the, the biggest terrorists were the one. I don't want to bash. Bash the United States too bad, but you know, like I, I don't think they found too many weapons of mass destruction that they sold to to Iraq. <laughs> and what did they find? Like maybe like five or six, you know, uh, uh, you know, weapons of mass destruction. And yet they carpet bombed the whole bloody uh, country for crying out loud. And innocent children and innocent people died for what? For what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or what? Now, do you want to throw out your platforms quickly? Anchor's telling me to wrap up. Yeah, well, let's wrap this up. 
Uh, my platform is uh, on, I'm I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Ryan Phillips. R Y A N P H I L L I P S Warrior. And yeah, that's my Instagram handle. And uh, yeah, hit me up. And um, I'm usually, you know, I'm pretty active on there. And uh, I love answering questions of uh, all kinds of stuff mental health, racism, whatever. Anything that's going on, you know, I, <laughs> you and I have even gone back and forth with the humanitarian stuff. Um, you know, I, I was given a humanitarian uh, uh, pardon. I was supposed to never be allowed back in the States again after I was, you know, uh, got, got my conspiracy to import charge back in 2000. But uh, I did get a pardon through service. Mm. And, um, you know, so be a good human. Right. That's it. Be a good human. That's going to do it for another episode. Thank you for yes. listening. If you want to reach me, Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N, period. And one love. R-O-X-I <laughs> at gmail.com. Ryan, I want to thank you. Anchor's telling me to wrap up. And that's going to do it for another episode published July 30th. Take care. Thank you, Ryan Phillips. Love you all.